Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hey, what's up? Let's do it. Podcasting. Ahoy. Uh, And uh, it's Wednesday, so we have a Heart of the Ocean today. And our Heart of the Ocean today is none other than Alex Robinson from the Star Wars Minute and the Godfather Minute. Welcome, Alex. Hello there. Thanks for having uh, me on, guys. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you are. You are. You and and Pete for doing Star Wars Minute are the reason that I, Joe and Duff have had to deal with all this and doing a minute by minute podcast with me. Oh, I accept no responsibility for this. this <laughs> uh, can't blame me for that one. Uh, so we're talking about minute one twenty eight. In this minute, Cal finds Lovejoy on the deck. Um, but before we get there, uh, this minute starts with Titanic. It is just a, a, a tiny speck on the screen. And then we actually see uh, flares going off. And they look so tiny to me too, right? Like I, I, <laughs> I I'm sort of shocked at how small the flares looked. Yeah. I I mean, they're they're not very big. They're probably what half a foot long maybe a f- six inches like, yeah and you just light them and set them off kind of like a firework i i guess so i started wondering and like i said what do i know about any of this stuff but i started wondering about you know kind of what you were just saying like how big is a flare what kind of what does a flare actually do like you know and so i i googled it and you know i, I not for me to to make fun of how people spend their time especially when it is around <laughs> Titanic. Mm. <laughs> but I found this thread inside of Encyclopedia <laughs> Titanica where this guy goes into incredible detail about the the flare rockets that were fired off. Wow. And he's like I'll I'll just read some excerpts on this, not the whole thing cuz it's pretty long, but he goes, I, I don't know how far the Titanic's rockets reach, but I'm guessing that is between 600 and 800 feet. This gives a distance to the visible horizon of 27.9 and 32.2 miles. Wow. And I think we had we <laughs> talked in an earlier minute that on average, in good conditions, about 25 miles. So that's actually a little better than average, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, I mean, it's a distance, right? And then he goes on to talk about, like, the slight trim of about eight degrees on Titanic shouldn't make a difference. And (laughs) then he talks about the Carpathia and how the bridge would be 55 feet above the waterline and where the lookouts would be. So then he's doing all the math and talking about, like, how many miles, like, you, you know, you could see it from the crow's nest versus the bridge. Wow. Did anyone maybe see the flare and say, well, we might get busted open too if we start going through that ice field. Uh, that's a good question that I maybe should know the answer to, but I I don't right now. I that's kind of a you know, kind of a Sophie's choice. No win, right there. Do you know? Yeah. Do you do you rush to aid them in the dark and maybe get hit yourself, or do you? You just turn around and whistle as you walk away and hope someone else will solve <laughs> <Yeah>. the problem. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's like when that lady fell down the steps and I totally ignored it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I I don't know. Uh, I mean, essentially, like that's what this person was asking. Is he was saying like, wouldn't the Carpathia like, wouldn't that ship have been close enough to see it or the Cal? I don't. It, so I, you know, I don't know. I just give that person credit for diving in. And did, did I did I specific when you, we we set this up? Did I ask for this minute or did you did did this just come up by sheer chance? Uh, you wanted a sinking minute, which oh. is a, a large part <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, yeah it was a fifty-fifty yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> You well, want to tape two. Well, it's actually funny because that shot of the flare is one of my favorite shots in the entire movie. I think it's wow. such a great, uh, like, you're, you're all on the boat, you're all involved in the mayhem, all close up, and oh my gosh, who's going to live and who's, isn't, you know, are they going to get rescued or are they going to drown? And then you cut to this far away shot, and you're just like, oh my God, like, we're all such insignificant specks in the universe. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it looks so tiny and frail in that in that shot. Like, you know, they, they, they were boasting about, oh, it's the biggest ship. It's unsinkable. You know, you see how tiny it is compared to, you know, everything else. So, uh, And I, if for me, it's been 20 years, but I, I feel like that's a shot that you don't even fully appreciate it when it's not in the theater. Like, I think I, that's probably true. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That might help. I, I really wish I'd gotten the chance to see it uh, last winter. But, yeah, just looking at that, I was imagining, man, what would that look like uh, in a dark theater on a 70-foot screen? And yeah. and just, uh, I know uh, Duff has told us that one of his fears is just, like, being alone in an ocean. and uh, This is a panic attack right here. <laughs> just, just I, yeah, that sense... It's the idea of every direction you look, you can't see land. You can't see anything else. Just water ready to kill you in numerous ways. Do you guys remember that movie, Open Water? Do you remember that one? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's kind of like that. Yeah. uh, That's like a, that's not like a, it's not like like an 80 minute sort of like found footage-esque uh, no, it's not found footage. Is no. it? That wouldn't make sense. It's not found footage, <laughs> but it's very like it's, documentary it's style. Yeah, yeah it's no music and it's you know handheld and yeah. I I uh, I grew up uh, I grew up in a rural area, and so I actually grew up on like a hundred acre of land. And I remember. Did you grow uh, up with Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fifty acre. Uh, and oh, it was hundred acre. You're right. Uh, and then I I remember a time I was hanging out. I was like I was like you know. 16 17 18 uh with some friends and we like uh drove out into the middle of the field on like a night without i mean there weren't stars out there but it was it was really dark and then we did this thing where even this like land that i knew they dropped me off and then the car drove off to just see what it was like to be totally alone in like (laughs) a field and i i it was shocking like once the car drove off over the distance even though i knew they were coming back it was crazy how scary that like couple minutes was when you're just it's total darkness you yeah. can't see anything and that's what that reminds me of uh just oh man awful yeah that's a uh yeah and also i think also the uh the sound is a big thing because it comes from such a chaotic uh like everyone's screaming and running around and then to like it totally you know the the silence is jarring to mm-hmm. suddenly be, you know, not like if they, if you still had the same sound when you had that shot, I, I don't think it would, uh, it would be nearly as effective. It wouldn't take you out of it as much as the sound dropping out does. Go back to, back to Titanic, as you were saying, Alex, and then mm-hmm. now we're back to chaos again. Yeah. Just like people screaming, just running up this, like, and we've talked about this so much, but like you have these shots 
and this even this one maybe you know duff like are those flares cg or is that all like a real fireworks they set off for this like shot because otherwise you have like all practical effects again here uh they don't talk or Cameron doesn't talk about that in his commentary. So I do not know the answer. Um, but, but it, it does sort of remind me of something that this whole thing that we sort of see here uh, is that this entire, like so much of this movie and, and, and was shot at night, not like day for night, right. Where you're trying to like make it seem like night, but like legitimately shot at night. And I was, uh, I saw, and the in the crew commentary, uh, Kate Winslet mentions like just for so many months she lived at night. A whole crew, all these extras, the cast lived at night because for months and months and months yeah. during all this they shot at night. And I was trying to think of like how many movies that I can think of that have so much actual nighttime footage. Um, and I don't have an answer for that. What does I feel like Apocalypse Now might. Oh, towards the end? Yeah, I, it's not as much, but I feel like that would be Authentic Night. I, I could totally be lo- wrong. That's just my guess. Yeah. What yeah, about something sure. like uh, like American Graffiti? Because that takes oh. place overnight. Mm. So I, I know they filmed that, uh, they know they filmed that uh, at nighttime, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Collateral is another one that's definitely shot entirely at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the scene continues of women are saying goodbye to their men. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then we see, uh, Cal finds Lovejoy, our, our old friend Spicer Lovejoy, one of the great names in cinema <laughs> history. Uh, and Lovejoy mentions that he can't find Rose and Cal is upset about not being able to get on a lifeboat. And he calls, he calls, this... I told her a strutting Mart, a strutting Martinet. Is that it? Martinet? Yeah. Martinet. Totally casual uh, word everyone uses. I <laughs> de- absolutely had to Google it. In chaotic situations. Yeah, I looked it up too. It is a strict disciplinarian, especially in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the English translation. It can actually be referred to, a, it's basically a whip, like kind of a cat of nine tails. So it can be either that object or the person who uses it in some languages or cultures in France. I think it's typically the instrument of physical punishment Uh, on English. It's generally uh, a stern military type figure. I had always thought he said marionette. It sounds like he says marionette. I thought it was like Pinocchio. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. (laughs) Can we talk about Cal's hair in this minute? (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Um, was Billy Zane rushed, or was his uh, makeup person, his hair and <laughs> hair and makeup person, rushed? Even by the standards of this movie, it is not very good. Someone it, like carved off the top of a giant Ken doll and glued it to the top of his head. It's just plastic <laughs> hair. It looks like Nathan Lane in the birdcage when his wig is coming off. <laughs> yeah, there is that big thick bang that's sort of like yeah, out it, there. <laughs> It is amazing. So was he uh, totally bald at this point? Uh, I know later on, now I th- I, nowadays I, I think he's totally bald. Like he's I, yeah, shaved, he's totally you know. bald now. I don't think he had much hair even at this point, though. I think he was he was wigged up pretty early in his career. Yeah. Uh, I wonder when he lost his hair because uh, I don't think we've talked about that. Billy Zane's first movie was 
an extra in Back to the Future, and he has what I imagine Cal's hair should have looked like in that. <laughs> he has a he has a very nice full head of hair, a, kind of a pompadour almost, and I'm guessing they were trying to recreate that with this wig. Yeah, I for, I always forget that he was in Back to the Future, but he was. He, he's like one he, of the toughs, right? He's one of he's in Biff's gang, and he I don't think he has any lines. His okay. entire thing is just to, you know, be the heavy or one of the heavies to back up Biff. Uh, I'm excited to announce, guys, that we have a deleted scene here. <gasps> uh, yeah. The fifteenth uh, deleted scene. This wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, were there a lot, but. Clearly, uh, yes. Yeah, there's a lot, and uh, there's a lot more to come. There's a lot of sinking stuff that they. Uh, this is actually the. There's this is one of three that we're going to talk about this week. Um, so after the Cal and Lovejoy interaction, the camera moves over to uh, Ida and uh, Isidore Strauss, uh-huh. and uh, you kind of see them for a second in the back. No, actually, I don't think you do. You maybe you do in a little bit, but. Uh, Isidore Strauss was the co-owner of Macy's, um, oh. and and he's asking uh, his wife Ida to get into the boat, and she says, "No, we've been together for forty years, and where you go, I go. Don't argue with me, Isidore. You know it does no good." And then uh, Isidore hugs her, and of course, if you don't know, we will see this couple later in the movie. They are famously the couple that uh stays in bed during the sinking they kind of like hold each other while the water rushes in Mm -hmm. i'm sad i know (laughs) i know i know so uh it's a it's another like little touching sequence but it it, like i don't it's not needed because everything we need to know for that story is sort of told with that that embrace we see later in the movie who inherited macy's then uh i don't know uh it's a good question William I'm H. Macy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you put that true code on there. <laughs> it's like our third Fargo reference, I think, in like the last few weeks. Um, Are there? Uh, did they ever do a super deluxe version with all the deleted scenes like restored, or has there been talk about that? And would you want that? Would you guys want? I know. <laughs> based, based on based on what we've heard, absolutely not. And based on. Uh, the alternate ending. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I actually have a question about something before the Cal Lovejoy oh, interaction. sure. Because uh, I, I know, and of course, when you're watching it minute by minute, things stick out that probably if you watch it regularly, you would not notice. But uh, there's the, like this 10-second scene when Cal is passing by of this gray-haired woman like tearfully saying goodbye to her husband, and they're like pulling her on the boat. Is that so, yeah. is that supposed to be a, like I'm assuming every person who like is a real person that James Cameron was like okay you're you know Bridie Murphy the the housemaid you know like that <laughs> is it is she anyone famous or is this just a random I, people as far as I know so yeah you're, you have the the gray haired woman and then you have like the younger woman who's kissing her her husband as far as I know that I could see in the script or from what I heard those aren't actual. That's sort of more of like showing the fact that these are, you know, people are being separated from their significant others. The deleted scene I mentioned obviously has people who are real, but I, I don't know who that who those people are. Duff, do you know? No, there... he usually if someone is based on a real historical figure, even if they're not famous, he'll say and he doesn't mention that woman. Yeah, um, which 
but you're it is strange in this movie because for the most part outside of like our stereotype characters for like the different nationalities and our main characters everyone is is generally based off of someone Hmm. so i guess she's just old lady (laughs) old fridge lady forgotten the history (laughs) yes uh actually maybe the woman who kisses might be is that one of the hat squad members stuff uh it it's possible i I didn't could be like the countess maybe but i don't think so i think she's on the lifeboat later it's hard to keep track of hat squad because they don't have a lot of lines or personality (laughs) yeah they're just much like much like biff's gang and back to the future they're (laughs) they're just kind of there to back up ruth (laughs) biff's gang and the hat squad they should be married it's like they should pair off it's like a it's like a chipmunks chipettes situation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then this minute ends with Jack busting open a door on E deck. Um, and it made me wonder. This is thing you see in movies all the time, right? You see someone busting a door open. Uh, have either of you ever busted a door open in real life? Hmm. On purpose. <laughs> uh, I'll take either, actually. I don't think I, don't I think have. So. I've taken a door off the hinges. Does that count? Uh, the the like, gentleman's way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what am I, the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> like the door needed replacing, and you did that, or like you had to get in somewhere and you took it off the hinges. No, we were um, the, the we were locked in our bedroom. The uh, when the door closed, like some problem happened with the lock mechanism where it wouldn't like we would turn the knob and it wasn't turning the little oh. thing inside. So in order to get out of the room, we had to uh, take the door off the hinges. <laughs> so. Man, that sounds that sounds yeah, not as dramatic. But uh, uh, I don't I don't have any experience <laughs> taking out a door, but I do remember in high school. I think it was like my fifteenth or sixteenth birthday. I had some friends over, and we on our porch have a entirely glass door, and he just walked right into it <laughs> oh, <man>. and <laughs> broke it. Or he did not break it, Ooh, but he he hurt himself <laughs> it was i felt bad but yeah when when i was young i was visiting um family in virginia I, like grew up in wisconsin live in wisconsin and um you know big old glass like opening door uh that i as a kid was just like oh the door's open and i ran all the way down the hallway and then like just right into the glass door as well like really <laughs> hard uh, i didn't break either <laughs> i guess they're built for idiots um <laughs> Yeah, but. I. This is one of those things that, in movies, even like a layperson can do it, and I think most doors can stand up to at least a couple, uh, thrusts of the body. <laughs> well, we don't know how long yeah. Jack was doing that. He could have been doing that for half an hour. But at this point, you'd think he would have separated his shoulder if he was doing it for half yeah, an hour. True. Maybe but. Rose did most of it, and he just he, she loosened yeah. it. And he just finished Jack it. T- Jack took the credit, so he wasn't <laughs> yeah. emasculated. Why didn't they use the axe? That's true. Oh, yeah. They have an axe? Well, yeah, earlier, from... that's how he gets out of the handcuffs. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. They could have gone at Jack Torrance style. And that's literally the minute before this. Why didn't yeah. they use the axe? Hmm. I mean, Maybe it broke. I, I'm guessing they weren't, you know, thinking that far ahead and foreseeing locked I doors <laughs> i suppose if i was on a sinking ship i wouldn't be like i should let's take the axe with just in case yeah <laughs> like, after you've used it 
Well, wait um, a minute, but yeah. I assume the axe is in that room that they're in, right? Well, they so, came they came down a hallway. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, okay. and and there's another deleted scene. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> not not for this minute, but in the previous. Uh, are uh, you know maybe it's later. Maybe it's later. There's a, there's a deleted scene where they are at a gate after this, when they don't have the axe in either. That's a really good question, Joe. They should just have had the axe, and then that would have. It doesn't ruin anything. They could have just like. But maybe Jack needs his moment here after he was saved by her to like break open a door and regain. Well, some sort after of after she cut him out of the handcuffs, they, you know, had to waste all that time embracing and. Uh, Oh, I suppose, yeah. Yep. Dropped it. Yep. Um, uh, do you have anything else on this actual minute? Not the actual one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say, I think it's funny that the, um, the uh, I don't know, what is he, uh, uh, Stuart or something? Yeah. The guy starts yelling at them because they broke the door because, like, yeah, like, you're going to have to pay for that door. Yeah. Well, he does <laughs> yell that the next minute. He does yell, you'll have oh, okay. to pay so, for that door. <laughs> or he says, White Star Property. What a yeah. terrible dude. <laughs> He's a real Martinet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, man, he he would have uh, risen up the ranks, though, had they not all probably died. Uh, he He's a good to suck up. He probably would have become. Oh, yeah. I think he was in the crew. Yeah. Climb that ladder, dude. Yeah, I feel like part of this is like he knows he's gonna die, but at least he's not like a savage like those guys are. Like he's, he's yeah, he holds it above him like them that he's not a crazy, you know, he's it's, not a maniac. It, it's about adhering to norms and not destroying property. Exactly, <laughs> class <laughs> must stay in place. Yep. Yeah, and um, also I love David Warner. Always welcome to see him in movies and television programs. Yes. Yeah, he's he, awesome. He's he's fantastic, and uh, and Spicer Lovejoy is is a delightful villain. What's David Warner been up to recently? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. I feel like we would have talked about it when we I think like, him and his brother went into business together. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> well, Alex, we generally have. Uh, uh, a, a question for our guests and uh well i want to get there but first you know you're you you uh are uh part of star wars minute and you always ask your guests uh, mm-hmm. how they would rank the star wars movie we can't ask you how do you would rank the titanic movie but how let's just try to make it easier what would be your top three james cameron movies top three um Okay, I'm just naming some just to refresh my memory about uh, okay. which ones are James. Are all the t- all the the first the two Terminators are are him. First yes. two Terminators are him, yep. and uh, he also did um, Titanic, obviously. Titanic, Aliens, um, The Abyss, Avatar, The Abyss, True, True Lies. Lies. Didn't Piranha Two? Is it Piranha <laughs> Two? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna say. Um, Terminator 1, Terminator, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and Titanic, I guess, are the three I put at the top. Terminator 1, number one. Interesting. Yeah, I think I like that one because I, I feel like I saw that one more, and I remember just feeling like a cool, solid action movie. Um, you know, the second one, too, has its qualities, but like that one, the CGI really, you know, obviously the stunts become a lot bigger, but... Uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, I saw the first one the best, and you know, it's the first one. I always give credit to the first one because you have to lay the groundwork for all the, you know, stuff that the other movies can uh, capitalize on. So there you go. Yes. 
uh yeah that's i i think I, i'm i'm fairly certain i saw titanic i'm sorry <laughs> terminator 2 first mm-hmm. joe and duff which one do you guys think you saw first uh it was probably yeah i'm almost sure it was terminator 2 yeah i think i saw the second one first weren't yeah, you guys confused just... didn't did you understand what was going on when you saw uh, it Terminator 2 does a reasonably good job of explaining it. Mm-hmm. I also saw the second Alien movie before the first one. Hmm. I think about it. I was at the mercy of my mom <laughs> renting me things. So uh, I saw, take what you can get. I saw Back to the Future in reverse order. Talk about, <laughs> Talk about confused. It, yeah, it, the first one I saw is it was a friend's birthday, and they took us to the movies, and just no clue, absolutely no clue, <laughs> what was going on. Like, there's oh, there's horses, and what what I thought this was a time travel movie, and then just and then like I think uh, two was on television, and that like I could piece together about like seventy five percent of what was going on. Like, oh third one makes more sense now. <laughs> and like we finally rented less. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's like memento for you. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> or did you ever see Primer? Or Prime? Oh yeah. yeah it's probably yeah. like you must have been like that where you could watch it and you're like, okay, now I have to figure out what happened in that movie. Like how did the, all these things uh yeah, like that. It is remarkable how much I mean, Duff. You love Back to the Future, considering that's your viewing history. Of, I, I of would getting to it. arguably my favorite movie probably is Back to the Future. If I had to pick at this point. All right. So we always generally ask our uh, second question. We always ask our guest is, "What is your Titanic story?" So, Alex, when did you see Titanic? Uh, I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Okay. Uh, I saw it with my then girlfriend, now wife, and. Um, I remember enjoying it. I the thing I mostly remember is that um, I remember that shot of the flares going off, and I remember that um, at a certain point I was like, "Boy, I really have to, uh, I really have to go pee pee right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'll wait till the, I'll wait. I, I think I can tough it out till the end of the movie." And this, and then like this was like right when I think there was. A particular shot where it was like a set of stairs and water was gushing down it, oh, and I'm like, man. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna last in a, in a movie with people splashing around in water for another hour and a half while I'm holding it in. So I, I quickly ran out, and uh, you know, I said, well, I'm just gonna get it over with, and uh, so there you go. So I, I technically did miss probably about a minute and a half of the Titanic. So uh, okay. Yeah, you still saw ninety nine point nine percent of it. Then, if I do the math correctly, yeah, I guess so. I think I only <laughs> s- I, did. I s- I didn't see it twice, did I? I remember I liked it though. Obviously, it was my yeah. third favorite James Cameron movie, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's a long one to see twice though. I I went and saw the Phantom Thread when it was in the theaters, mm-hmm. and I went with a friend of mine. Uh, Wait, are you the Phantom Thread or Phantom Menace, Rob? The the Phantom Thread. <laughs> okay, Phantom Thread. Uh, now I'm imagining if Jar Jar was Daniel Day Lewis in that movie. <laughs> um, but I was, we went to like an early afternoon showing. So it was to a theater that has notoriously all older people that go to it. Uh. And so just the way the seating was, I had nothing but like extreme elderly people around me. Oh, the and worst. Like they brought skateboards? Extreme. So much Mountain Dew. <laughs> they had their hats backwards. <laughs> um, like Hans and, uh, yeah, 
I had to go really bad, and I actually had to tough it out because I just I was like I can't make these old people get up. Like there's just like just standing up and making the move would have been. I mean, I would have felt so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I mean that was only like a, a hundred minute movie. I was gonna I say that's imagine. not that long of a movie. I know. How much know. soda did you have? I didn't. I'm just getting old. Poor pl- <laughs> poor planning. Poor plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, if, if there's if there's nothing else, Alex, I was uh, as a could you tell our listeners about your some of your podcast projects? Uh, certainly. Um, I am the co-host of a podcast called Star Wars Minute, which is basically like Titanic Minute, except that we talk about uh, the Star Wars saga. Uh, we are currently, as of this recording, we are almost at the uh, end of Revenge of the Sith. So um, and so that's six movies worth of commentary you guys can check out if you uh, want to check that out. And I also do Godfather Minute with my brother. And um, you can find those at StarWarsMinute.com and GodfatherMinute.com, respectively. Did you start Star Wars Minute before the Disney merger? Like, did you yes. think there did you think there was an end point, and now you just you're like, oh God, we want to stop. <laughs> well, originally we just said, okay, let's just do Star Wars, and then what we did it, we're like, oh, that was kind of fun. Let's uh, let's keep going. And so then we said, okay, we'll go to Return of the Jedi, but we're not going to do the prequels. And then uh, by the end of Return of the Jedi, we were like, you know, we we become more popular, and we started the Patreon and stuff. And so we're like, all right, let's let's the just big, that and the money started rolling. Yeah, then, yeah. and then we're like, okay, so now let's do the let's do the prequels, and then that'll be you know that'll be the end. We'll have completed the whole set, and then I, I guess we were like in Phantom Menace or uh, I guess, yeah, I and, think it was in Phantom Menace. Yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, I'm looking forward to tackling the Disney movies after being in the uh, prequels for three years. So uh, that'll be a Jeez, something yeah. different at least. So yeah, uh, you'll be like 80 years old and getting to like the second Boba Fett spinoff or something. <laughs> <laughs> Boba the Fett. The Dengar series. Well, at a certain point, once uh, once my co-host Pete's uh, children become old enough, we're going to hand the show off to them. So oh. there'll be another there you go. 10 or 11 years till they can do that. Succession planned. Well, also... Uh, listeners, Star Wars Minute is fantastic. I also am listening to Godfather Minute, and that's weekly. So, so yeah, that's gonna. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, gonna take us about three years or something one. to. Yeah, it's gonna be about three years or so to. Uh, we're we're thirty seven minutes in, so we probably still have another two and a half hours worth of minutes. So that's thir- yeah. thirty seven weeks. Thirty seven weeks. Yeah. 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 Wow. And. Uh, yeah, it's a long-term project, and then if if we'll keep going, <laughs> if we go to Godfather Three, we we, we will be old men uh, at the yeah. end of the, at the end of this Perfect. project. Yeah, you guys will just fall. It'll just end. It'll end the same way Godfather Three ended. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, thanks a lot for. Oh, my uh, pleasure. Uh, for being on uh, on Titanic Minute. Titanic Minute. <laughs> <laughs>